0: Welcome to RenovatingRichesRadio.com With your hosts, Dennis Rodriguez and Ricardo Rosales The show where we talk about turning rags into riches We are not responsible if this is not work for you Read the fine print notes, do not believe a word we say Results may vary depending on how much self-education and due diligence you do This is only for the action takers and serves as entertainment
1: All right. Good morning, everyone. And this is another uh, another great day. Really beautiful day here in the in the Houston area. Um, and we're here
2: with uh, Ricardo Rosales. Yes, sir. While I text, um, I got an appointment at eleven thirty, and I didn't remember. Uh, so I'm here. I'm here trying to reschedule. But we have the pleasure today of having Mr. Luke Wong from Luke buys houses i guess right
0: yes sir look buys.com
2: com. look buys 5 look uh, where does Luke buys 5 come from
0: like what what was the uh the oh, thinking process behind it i think somebody has Luke buys at gmail already that's why i had it uh, at a number okay. <laughs> I, I, I think i have Luke buys 5 6 8 9 10
1: that makes sense. Cool. <laughs> it's a good way of it, it's a, a
0: good way of attracting the account, the
2: amount of properties you want to wholesale, right? <laughs> at least five. At, at least, least five. Eight. Eight. Minimum five. No less than five. So, uh, but we're
1: we're gonna be learning a little bit more about who Luke is. Um, many people, if you're really involved in the uh, Houston area wholesaling market and you know in, in investor in general, you might see him uh, a lot because he's very active. But uh, we're gonna learn today how he got to where he's at. And um, what is he currently doing in uh, his business? So um, why don't we get started? Um, maybe Ricardo, I don't know if you want to start the questions.
2: Who is Luke? <laughs> I Luke like it. Is Luke
0: Skywalker. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That, you, that's I, where, where you your brought pants. that sword, huh? Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> well, um, I, I'll start off a little bit about myself. I um, I was born in Jamaica. My parents were born in Jamaica, so um, Dennis jo- was in Jamaica last week. Yes. Yeah. You like it? Well, to be honest, it,
1: it was a cruise ship. Oh, and,
0: so you got a quick in and out.
1: Yeah, it was a quick in and out. I, uh, I like to come back and, and learn a little bit more about the country. It, it it's very very similar to Puerto Rico. You know, in terms of you know, as soon as I got off the uh, the ship, I was like, I feel at home. I mean, the the trees, the palm trees, the uh, the, the the it was so hot and humid. It was like. Being back in Puerto Rico, you know, they're in the same, you know, latitude, whatever. So they're like sister islands, I guess.
0: Um, so it felt a lot like home. Yeah, and people trying to sell you stuff. Oh and, my god! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's what I'm
1: saying. You know, when I tell some, sometimes I tell people I'm from Puerto Rico. They're like, oh, I've been to Puerto Rico on a cruise ship, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you, you don't know Puerto Rico. Yeah, you, yeah. I have you know, bit, Old San yeah. Juan. So I don't want to be in the same position now where i would say, oh, I've been to Jamaica because I haven't. I just spent. Four hours in uh, Montego Bay, and that's it.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- those <laughs> cruise ship terminals are nice, but they're they're not. Yeah, you don't get a full taste of it because they're Correct. they're um, sheltered, if you will. Yes. But yeah, you, you don't want to wander off like any third world country. You don't want to wander off anywhere by yourself because it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But I um, mean, yeah, these people are, are very friendly, very nice. But yeah. you know, majority of them are poor, so they're right. they're trying to sell you stuff. Some stuff. They're hustlers, man. Some stuff legal, some stuff illegal. But, um, yeah. <coughs> so, so uh, you grew up in uh, Jamaica or? Yeah. Well, I, I left there when I was about five. A okay. lot of people migrated and went to Canada for, I think, six months to a year. From Jamaica
2: uh, to Canada. To Let's Toronto. go shovel up some snow.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a big change. And then we said it was too cold, so we, a lot of people went to Miami. So, I, right. I grew up in Miami. Okay. And then I went to. From S- the M.I.A. Yeah, and I think uh that was just I, I, back
2: I, then it was just a three oh five, seven eighty six didn't not, did not exist, right? Yeah,
0: it was just three oh five. Yeah. Exactly. And I just found out uh, recently uh talking to you. You you were from Miami too, so yeah. That's neat. Same old Don Carter's uh bowling yeah. alley.
2: That's right. We used to pro- we probably crossed paths many times and you know, and uh Yeah didn't even know, you know. Well,
1: and what took I mean, okay, from Miami, how do you how do you end up in Houston? Work
0: or well, yes, yeah, so after after Miami, I went to school in Tallahassee, um, FSU. Oh, so you are educated. Yeah, a little bit. A little I'm, bit. I'm uneducated. A little bit. <laughs> Can't you tell? Yeah. It, it's all about the results. That's and, true. And then um took a job out in Colorado doing insurance claims for a year.
2: That, that must have been
0: exciting. Yeah, well, you know, coming out of school, I was like – I grew up in Florida. I want to go somewhere different, like uh, mountains. Yeah, right. Uh, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, because there's
2: no mountains in Florida. No. Landfills. That, there's landfills. The
0: highest mountains,
1: just like in in the general Houston area, the the highest or the point,
0: it, it will be a landfill, which is, I mean, it's not that pleasant. No. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice and s- smelly mountains. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was uh, interviewing for jobs, and I was looking for somebody to. to Take me to the mountains. And there was one company, USF&G, that said, made me an offer, paid me to go out there. And I'm like, okay. What was sh- your What was your major? Uh, finance and um, accounting? Management and business uh, entrepreneurship. Okay. All right. All right. So Man, that- you see,
2: that's that's probably what I would have studied if I ever went to college. If you knew there was a degree. If I'm- I knew there was a degree in entrepreneurship, <laughs> I'd be like, sign me up. Because that's what I wanted to do all, you know, when I was growing up, I would tell my dad, I was like, dad, I want to be like you, because my dad is an entrepreneur, right? Sure. Um, And I was like, I want to be like you. And he's like, no, son, you have no idea how tough this is. You want to go to school
0: so you can get a good job.
2: And I was like, no, I don't want to get a job. But anyways.
0: um, So you end up in Colorado. End up in Colorado. I knew I was going to be there a year. Uh, Then they moved me to Tampa. Tampa from uh, 1996 to 2001. Then I moved to Houston.
2: Man, you know what? I was there in Tampa when, uh, but during that time, there was a hurricane that was coming through Florida, and it was like going to demolish Miami. So I got all my family, put them on my car, and drove up to Tampa. And I got there, and I was like, "Ooh, I'll I'll rather go back." <laughs> I, when is this hurricane coming <laughs> through? Hurricane. You know, uh, <laughs> but but the hurricane never hit Miami. Number one, they kind of like it teased the whole east side of Florida it went all the way up and all the way so then the, the, this thing is going up and I'm like oh my god the hurricane is going to come through central Florida now so now we got to hurry up back down south <laughs> ah, it's following you I, I, yeah no it, they went up it, went, it finally hit in like North the Carolina. Carolina, south yeah. Carolina Um, South Carolina. but then as soon as the hurricane was in the same like linear uh, I guess coordinates of Tampa we just decided to go down to Miami and and I was happy because Tampa at the time was not really – there was nothing happening, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, it was a little boring. I didn't know that clear water existed or none of that stuff, right? Um, now I want to move to Tampa. How about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's grown like everywhere else. Yeah. Um. So I moved here in 2001. How do you like it? How do you like it over there? Like, in where? Know, Tampa in, in No, the Tampa Tampa was nice. I mean it, it's it's a little slower place than than Miami. I think people are a little bit friendlier. Yeah. Um it has the beaches, very nice beaches within within the hour. Right. I mean Clearwater, then you got um Don Sarasota area and Anna Marie Island. I mean beautiful white sand Saint beaches. St. Petersburg. Where... So, yeah. I, I mean I I had a boat. I was able to get a little boat, a used boat and I went out often a lot of times after work and um that must be nice hey you know what yeah, that's yeah. that's quality of life
2: <laughs> um it's five o'clock hey you know what let's go get on the boat for a little bit just go for a ride you know
1: so you just fish or
0: just you know do pleasant hang out yeah a little of everything fish hang out drink, drink um, jump in the water uh, yeah all the um, above and then houston yeah, <laughs> yeah, he goes yeah, to yeah. Houston. I, I do miss florida in, in that sense is the beaches and scuba diving fishing and and um, even though we have Galveston here, it's just not the same, right? Um, but <laughs> by yeah. far, it's not yeah. the same. <laughs> so, Houston, two thousand one. I have a brother here. And I have uh, you know some uncles and uh, an uncle and, um, and and cousins, and um, you know just just needed a change, wanted a change, and I end up working with my uh, my uncle doing land land development, land acquisitions. Okay, so
2: that was your was that your first, I guess experience with real estate or
0: Ma- first major experience with real estate I've always been licensed for like a long time and dabbled in the retail market but no uh, no one big focus this so, was this is probably So so while big focus. you
2: were like employed with these other companies doing whatever jobs you you had you you had already started into like venturing into real estate with like being a uh, like an agent or
0: y- Yes I had I had been licensed It was your side your side thing It was my side gig Yeah my side gig. I think I got licensed when I was like young. I mean eight, Well still eight, in Florida. Eight, eight, yeah, eighteen or something because it was just my like, mom's uh, the family's always been in real estate. Okay. So
1: there's one okay. another, there's so a
0: background, so there. There a, a
2: background so there is a a background number one in the history of of uh generations of okay, this is what we do. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a so you, you've
2: been real in real estate all your life, literally. Because mm-hmm. if you're if your if your mother was in real estate then you're kind of like, it's second nature to you because she speaks
0: the language at home and it just, you we, know. And then the family-owned real estate. My dad's family-owned okay. um, commercial rental properties. O- okay. I mean, I, you know, like in, in the small c- countries, a lot of people um, own businesses and shops, right. little shops and grocery stores and things like that. So, Correct. Um, yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, I've always known real estate one way or another. And And your
1: uncle was... Was a big time developer, or he was just buying small lots, building a house here and there. No, nah, he's pretty
0: commercial? big, he's, he's pretty big. I mean, I was, I, I did a lot of land acquisitions, you know, anything outside the beltway, usually, um, hundreds of acres at a time. Wow, and it's wow. good experience. He, he, he slaps in, so I was responsible in in helping getting the property on the contract. You were the I, negotiator, on the contract, and, and bought. I was, That's... I was. Uh, Negotiator, while well, giving uh, you know direction of what he wanted to offer. I mean, right. Okay. <laughs> which sometimes you're like, man, they're not gonna take that. And the next thing you next know, next thing you know, man. Like, yep. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's one thing. It's, I learned. I, I learned a lot of things. It's be so per, be persistent, ask, and just hold your ground for the value because it might not come now. But you know, I have people. Then people calling me. A year later saying, Okay, now we'll sell for that price. Now I mean, we're ready, yeah. So I mean that also ties into what we're doing now. Um Yeah, it seems like it works the same way that's you know, residential well, yeah, properties residential.
1: where you know sometimes we make a low ball offer, what people call low ball offer. Um and you know, you have to make an offer that makes you a little bit embarrassed. I um, don't get you know. embarrassed.
2: <laughs> I mean, I literally I probably won't see I will and you know, I hate to sound like this, but I would probably never see this person again in, ever in my life, you know? So why would I be embarrassed? You know, the reality is I'll go as low as I can because I'm in a business to make money, not to be on a charity or anything like that. You mm-hmm. know what
0: I'm saying? No. I, I, and yeah. And, you know, I, you do feel funny when it's a little low, but you, you, you don't feel bad because you have a reason. That's right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, you're, you're, you're justifying. It, you it. And, might, and you it's might a good leave, reason from your point of view. You might leave that, that
2: that place and say, man, that was low. But if I don't get it at that price, then
0: I know, it does way. not make sense. Yeah. So And and if somebody else pays for it, they might flop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then or they might offer you more and then can't close. Right. And I mean, there's a lot of times where we would buy some land and then we've got to buy up everything else around it because now we're gonna, he's gonna put in all this money in this area. Now everybody's gonna benefit and everything's gonna start going up and and everything. So you wanna gobble as much as you can. So we'll talk to the homeowners around and some of them, you know, they didn't wanna sell, Yeah, which is fine. But then we come and say, well, look, we're gonna put in all the utilities around to serve my property, water plants, the water and sewer, the roads, and we gotta size it correctly. The water plant is gonna be sized to a capacity of a certain level. Yeah. And we can either include your land in it or not. And once we do not include your land, it's not like we can go back and increase the water plant very easily now to serve your piece of land. So you gotta make a decision on based on that too, because it's gonna affect you later on down the road whether that land is going to have uh, available utilities mm-hmm. so that's going to affect your price whether you want to sell it or not because you know it's not going to be worth as much if it can't get utilities and it has to stay and stay and uh, well and se- well septic when everybody else is getting uh, public water and sewer yep. um, you know and building houses apartments or or you know commercial uh, real estate Walmarts and stuff It's and then you're sitting there we can't get served because you weren't planned for. Um,
1: or you can tell them you're going to develop uh, like a jail, a prison. I'm right? going pu- to <laughs> put a prison <laughs> right in Do your you w- backyard. <laughs> you want to sell your house? Yes it, or no? By the
2: way, it's high security, okay? So if they ever escape, yeah, th- these are bad, bad people. These are bad guys. <laughs> then, hey, by the way, <laughs> I can show you some pictures. <laughs> the,
1: then they sell, and you build—I don't know—whatever apartments or a Walmart. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Or I'm gonna do a landfill here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Which <laughs> which those trash guys make money too, boy. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. Hey, oh yeah. You know, I, their I'm,
0: neighbors don't like them,
1: but they—they're making money. Yeah. They're they're they make a ton of money.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because they're just collecting trash. I mean, you know, it's it's. How much trash do we generate on a daily basis? It's ridiculous. Too. It is insane the amount of trash we generate uh, out of a house. You know, you're you're pulling at least two two of those uh, cans every week, uh, yeah. and they're full
0: usually. Oh yeah, or twice a
2: week. Or exactly twice a week, and, and then for like us that we're rehabbing houses and we're just pulling not cans, we're pulling dumpsters. 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 So it's a lot. Um, and, and you can see every time I I went to a landfill and I actually dumped my own dumps loads when I first bought my dumpster in my truck. Yeah. And, um, there was a line, man, of people just going to dump stuff in the mm-hmm. landfill. And, and I was just counting the, the trucks and the cars, $200, $200, $200, $200, $200. And I was like, man, that's in just in 15 minutes. All these people just went through and dumped everything. So, yeah.
0: And then some of these guys are recycling some of that stuff too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So okay, so you went and worked for your uncle, got in, uh, got very good in the acquisition side of land, and, uh, and learned a lot. I'm assuming negotiation skills and those kind of things, you know. Yeah, le-
0: yeah learn a ton, learn a ton. And um, learned the Houston market. That's yeah. Cool. I was I was always right. on the road, um, always looking at aerial photographs, talking to um, you know the landowners, um, going to city council meetings, learning about the 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 MUDs, creating MUDs and um, utilities and yeah. And for for
1: Yeah, for people that are not from Houston or even Texas, MUD is a municipal utility district. District. So it's kind of like an entity that's created to develop the utilities. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Uh, it's an entity that's created to develop the utilities in a brand new subdivision or area, and then the people pay like a special tax for that. It's called the MUD tax i think
0: yeah some other tax and Uh, it it usually helps to uh reimburse also some of the expenses that the developer will forefront um like like water and sewer i don't think it pays for for the paving concrete but it it helps with the the improvement of the whole area and mm -hmm. eventually it's um, paid back by bonds through through taxes but i mean it's it's years 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 down the road It
1: never goes away (laughs) (laughs) because the and this is what i've learned you know the idea is that you're repaying the the developer for all the money he put up front for the utilities and you're like okay good so in 10 years he'll be repaid and then once that it's done then they say well now we need to maintain it so in order to maintain the water plants in order to maintain the uh, pipelines we still need money so you end up paying for that thing forever it never goes away yeah
0: and then new people join the mud so then you got new infrastructure coming in. Yeah. So it's it's just like you're just paying another Tax. government entity. I mean, because you're paying the city for the the roads that they put in on from the city part. So yeah, that
2: money's needed to come from somewhere. So, you know, uh, you either pay it on taxes or mud or whatever you want to call it. You have to fund those deals. Otherwise, they won't be able to do roads. They won't be able to do utilities. They won't be able to you know we wouldn't be able to grow. Mm-hmm. um And um so fast forward Luke, you work for your uncle. what was next?
0: oh then um so again time for change. me and my dad uh started um doing a you know venture on uh, ourselves and doing um renovations. We were looking to do maybe commercial, but the commercial market wasn't uh really happening at that time. This is two thousand eleven so uh we started renovating got some rentals got a bunch of rentals florida texas and um rehabbing smaller homes mm-hmm. you know starting starting uh smaller maybe buying them for like 60 70 putting you know the 20 30 and you know selling for 130. so doing that bought from wholesalers um at that point and that point the the market was you know, not bad. P- things were moving. Things weren't not, um, you know, the price was still pretty good. You could still mm-hmm. get a little uh, good nuggets. So, you know, quickly did a bunch of those. And, uh, you know, I'm a broker, so I sold them myself. And, um, you know, learned a lot, but then also figured, well, you know, had had some of the, the price range um comes with a, some issues with the with the buyers that you have the fha buyers and so forth so you have issues with um seasoning ninety-day seasoning yep. or appraisals and second appraisals and um so i was like man i, I don't want to go through that no more and i'm doing i can do the same amount of work on a bigger property and get more and without less headache because mm-hmm. yeah,
1: you're coming, you're coming backwards if you want to say it that way, most people starting residential then they grow a little bit into bigger houses and at some point they make the jump to commercial but you're coming the other way around you started commercial with your uncle doing all this big development and decided to step into residential and then you figure out why people normally (laughs) move from residential because it's a lot of work with you know little pay if you want to put it that way
0: a lot of headaches yeah yeah i mean and then um you can do a, a little bit higher volume or a price range and you get more qualified buyers that have more money that can, you know, make up the difference if the thing doesn't appraise or mm-hmm. they, you know, they're not worried about FHA. Now you got to wait because now we're in the system and um, you got to wait a certain amount of time before you can uh, do another appraisal or, or whatever.
1: Can, can um, you explain a little bit of what seasoning is? So, you know, for people, again, that... That don't know exactly what you're talking about When you say FHA and seasoning
0: Well I think And again I haven't done FHA for a while So I might be a little um, Outdated Outdated But as far as I remember You FHA did not want you to you have to own the property for at least 90 days or something current. like that. Before, it is still current. Before reselling <laughs> it. Before reselling it. Yeah. Yes. So some of these properties would be in and out and then, you know, on the market in like 45 days. So then they were like, well, you know, we, we can't. And I don't, I don't think is it you can't even have it under contract within the 90 days. No. Correct. The Correct? contract needs to start on day 91. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like 45 days of you just doing nothing, holding it. Um, yeah. So that's the seasoning. And, and then... Um, I think there's a, another there's, what's the 180 day rule about appraisals I, f- I forgot about
2: I don't remember that one because uh, we're right now we're doing some appraisals on some houses that we are refinancing and and basically some a couple of them came lower than what we thought it would they would come back and the company' saying well why don't we just go for a second appraisal you know to see if we can get the, a better value on it uh, so I, I don't think that rule may might not be. At least on our case, which is portfolio loans and things of that nature. Yeah, but FHA might be yeah, different. maybe FHA might be different. They might not accept two different appraisals from uh, 180. We're we're trying to stay away from those FHAs as well because yeah. we, if they appra- if the house comes appraised at 190 and you had it for sale at 200, then they want you to sell it for 190, and
0: that's no, 10 grand. Yeah. You know, so and the thing is worth 200.
2: That's right, you know? and the thing is worth maybe more. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's... It's one of those things. ARVs, I you know, after per values, I I've always dabbled on on the the truthfulness of that um, because you can buy a house for like twenty grand, you could pr- probably put sixty in it, and then they will come tell you, oh, that house is only worth forty. How so? In materials alone, you know. Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird the way they 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 do these comps. Yeah. yeah
0: oh and then they want to say well you bought it for this i want to see your hud for what you bought it and for what you put into it i want to see all your receipts yeah i'm like that has nothing to do with what the thing is worth what if i got it free from from uh, donation i mean yeah and and you know i got did all the work myself it has no no bearing on what the thing is worth no so anyway so we jumped over to i, I lived in Maryland, westbury at the time i just recently sold so I started doing um, and that market was good. They're busy. And um, I just really focused in that area and it was it was it was great. I mean 5 10 minutes from home. That that market was solid. Um, you know, you're buying them for 200 maybe 300, you know, putting 100 into it, um, gutting it out, redoing everything and you know, selling it at, at a you know, decent margin. And they're going in like a week.
1: Like hotcakes. <laughs> and yeah. some
0: of them getting out over over a bit. Um, you know, setting the comps. I think I was like uh, one or two uh, where I was setting the comps where, you know, was the highest comp. And um, so it was good. I, I, I was you know it was comfortable. I only had to do a one few or th- two. <laughs> a few of those a year, and 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 it was. Uh, You'll make a good chunk of change. Yeah, and it, it was nice. I could I could actually I could walk to some of them that I did. Um but then um and then I had to I was buying from wholesalers at that point not as much because so, they weren't so getting as deep so as so I needed it. Uh,
2: yeah, so at this time you're just a real estate investor. You're just buying and flipping. Um you're not wholesaling. You're just literally, "All right, send me the deal. I'll get it. I'll buy it. I'll fund it." I'll do the repairs or the rehab or the renovation, whatever you want to call it. And then you listed them on the market. Yes. Um, but, you know, you do maybe a few of those a year and you can live very comfortable. Uh, I, I, I told this example to somebody the other day. Even if you're don't, if you not on the high end, because that's more higher end market, uh, the, the the area you just mentioned. This all doctors and nurses and maybe people in the oil field that are moving in the area. um, but if you go and you do the small houses, the ones that are, that got the FHA issues, but you're only making thirty thousand dollars a house, but you're only doing four four of those a year, that's not four of those is not a lot of stress. If you're doing one at a time, that's one hundred and twenty grand, man.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. The the that's medium
2: income of our country is below forty thousand dollars, so. You know only one house that you do in one year you're making as much money as the majority of the people in the u s so um going forward, you're buying from wholesalers
0: and then what and then i I was not getting them enough in um speed i mean i was I was looking i was looking I need another one the mar- the market had dried a little bit um
1: we're talking what, like 2012,
0: 13 at this point? Two thousand, uh, yeah, yeah, probably, probably around there. Has that point? I don't think. I, no, I didn't really had uh, didn't dry. There was still, there wasn't enough inventory to, to to buy. And then also it wasn't deep enough. So I started doing my, my own marketing.
2: That's right. So that's what I meant by drying. So your oh, market my inventory had, was drying up. Your inventory yes. was drying up. You're like, exactly. okay, I got money, I got funding, I
0: got blenders, I got all these things in place. I don't have a deal. Exactly. So. Then I started, you know, I, um, you took on the, I I just took the reins in my own hands. Yeah. And, (laughs) and and I, it looks like somebody I know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Are you looking at the meter? Yeah. Um, so you started venturing
0: into wholesaling to try to get deals for yourself. Well, I don't know if I was looking for wholesaling myself. I was just looking for the deals, but in learning and I went to different, uh, groups and, and programs, which, you know, I'm all for education and I've, I've got my money plus some, spent a lot of money, but also got my money back. Plus and, some. and
2: you hear this. Uh, and let me, let me interrupt you there. Cause this is the one part that I probably like the most out of our guests. They're all for education. It's a common, they invest in education. They're not worried of putting money on education. So look, look, I'm pretty sure he spent thousands and thousands of dollars worth of educations. Can you tell us a little bit about the education that you've maybe taken and, and, um, and, and your journey? Because one thing is to say, I pay for college, right? Mm-hmm. And okay, good. You got a college degree. And a student loan Right. And, 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 uh, and, a long time. Yeah, yeah, a huge student loan that, <laughs> right. that, that won't leave you. That's not yeah. going to leave you. And the education we're talking about here has nothing to do with college. It's more of self-education, like going to like networking events or maybe getting coaching or becoming part of a group or whatever. Can you tell us more about that, uh, on, on how that has kind of like helped you propel to the person you are today?
0: Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm always learning. I'm always learning from different people. I'm still educated getting. I'm still part of groups, and I'm still edu- getting education as much as I can. Um, back then, I had uh, went to some get, started going to more networking events, started meeting with people. I joined um, one of the groups and their their um, coaching programs, and uh, there were a lot of uh, wholesalers and you know doing a lot of wholesaling in that in that in that and uh, which you know. They did well. A lot of my friends went through the same same program. Um it wasn't cheap, but I've I, I made I made that money back very quickly. I mean one flip I I made it back. You know, what easily. What, do you
1: th- what do you think it takes for people to spend the money and then get it back. Well, like you not said,
2: spend it, invest it. Because you're investing yeah, sorry, in yourself. Yeah, let's use the word you're invest You're not instead. spending money when you're investing <laughs> in education. That's an investment.
1: So, But, but many people invest in, the educa- in this education and never do anything. So what what would you say takes for someone if they, if they make their mind and say, you know what, I'm going to invest in education. What's the next step so that pays back? Like you're saying, uh, in your case, you have seen the money come back in, you know, multiply. So,
0: yeah. Well, my thing is, you gotta be comfortable and and spending the amount that you have available to you. Don't don't go in the hole. Um, yeah. Put the, it in on credit
2: it, cards. Put and, it on your
0: budget. I mean, right. I mean, just just think of you know, if if this money goes away and I don't get it back, am I gonna be okay? First of all. Um,
2: well, but you know, look, a lot of. A lot of times, people don't understand that, and 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 they don't, because people are not determined. So when they say, let's say it's five thousand mm-hmm. bucks, I gotta put five thousand dollars aside to get education. But number one, a lot of people don't have five thousand dollars. That's the truth. A lot of people leave paycheck to paycheck, and they can make two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, and they don't have five thousand. Period, because they're they're hooked on the rat race, right? So they they can't foresee saying I'm gonna put five grand onto this educational program making a budget right. Mm -hmm. So you gotta be ready mentally to say I need to put the five thousand dollars regardless of what I do next to make that money back. I guess that's the way I see it.
0: Um, Yeah, and then I mean you gotta say well I'm spending five grand and I better do. Everything I can do to, to to make that back plus some, mm-hmm. and I won't stop. Right. Um, but in the same sense, it's it's you know f- five grand. Okay, I, I mean that's gonna hurt if I don't. Let's say worst case scenario, I don't, I don't. Um, you don't get take anything back. But I'm. What I meant was, don't spend five grand, even though that's gonna hurt. Don't spend a hundred thousand dollars on your first one. To um exactly. I mean that's that's a little take, take, take it step take, by step. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. So that's what I meant by kind of keep it within your your budget. If you, if you, I mean, even though the hundred grand might speed up the process, I mean, but you just don't dig yourself that deep of a hole unless you can. Um, but again, a, a lot of it is, is taking action. I mean, just doing it. I mean, you can't just say, well, I'm going to pay five grand. Oh, good. Now I can wait for the $20,000 to come in. No, it don't work like that. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And so. then, and then you, you, you're going to have to spend uh, additional stuff uh, to operate the business. So um, it is a business. So, Uh, yes, yes, and (laughs) it is a business, and I'm I'm tweaking it every day to uh, make it more of a business because yeah, sometimes it feels, you know, very comfortable, and like sometimes it's like a hobby. I mean, if you're doing four big flips a year, you're like, okay, well, you know.
1: But um, it's very comfortable for Luke. If you if you were able to see what he's wearing, you'll be like. Oh, I want to be that guy. Oh, yeah. I got yeah, my, you know, my boxers, my boxers and We're in Bermudas
2: and... I mean, he comes from Jamaica. Come on, man. Uh, but, uh, but, uh... And this, no. is, this is dressed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you good. Know, he picked up his best Bermuda for today. Come on, you know.
1: But this is, I mean, that, this is what he wants to do in his life. This is what people, some people dream about. Oh, I want to wake up and... Not have to put long sleeve shirt up. and a, and a tie. I just want to wear you know jeans or shorts or flip flops. You can't do it. I
2: mean, you just have to find a way. You know what I? You know what my thinking process was, then Yes. I wanna I wanna go to work or go to do something I like doing number one. But I don't want to decide what I need to wear. Like I don't want to be. Should I wear this dress shirt today or should I put on these certain slacks or the certain shoes? So that's why all our shirts are black. Yeah, we have a uniform. So we got a uniform. You, <laughs> you don't know, have to think it, about it. It's got our brand on it. So, hey, come on, man. I got to promote my brand. So, I just get up and I'm like, That's it. Done. Decision is done, you know." Yeah,
0: and if you if you spill food on that, you, you can borrow his. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Hey, you know. <laughs> we have
1: a whole rack of shirts the way, We need to give you one of our shirts. Uh, we t-shirts. didn't give
2: Derek one. Uh we we're going to have to have him back and give him a shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We
1: owe you a
0: shirt. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but there's a, that one looks like a lady shirt. Oh, that yeah, there's, we got we got uh, for both. We got, we, both.
2: We, we got don't worry. We, got yeah. both. we 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 get you. No,
0: man. I was saying for Derek, don't you, you going to ah! get from a lady oh,
2: shirt. Oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> All right. No. So, um so fast forward, man, invested in education, you know, put the action into work, got your money back in in your first flip maybe. Um and um what happened next?
1: Before before he answers that, let's take a quick break, um, and we'll hear uh, Luke's answer when we come back from the, the break. On the
2: next on the next episode, for do for those of you that are watching us live, stay tuned. Let's take <laughs> a, a quick five-minute. We'll break. come
1: back next week. Thanks.
2: Five minutes.
0: Thank you for listening and watching renovatingrichesradio.com. Find us and give us a like and 5-star review on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and any other social network you can find us.